Waddle. Tom Waddle. Former wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. The guy's amazing. 1989 All-Madden team and afternoon co-host on ESPN Chicago. I think he's going to start at least eight games in the National Football League next year for a team that's going to give him a chance. It's Waddle Wednesday with Tom Waddle. Listen, I got a pedicure in an hour. When I get back here, the wheels better be spinning, all right? On Kevin G. Hood, ESPN Chicago. Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Now time to go to the hotline. Car X Tire. An auto hotline. Rattle, rattle, right. thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Uh-huh. Don't worry, call the Car X man. Good morning, Tommy. How are you? Good. <sighs> Cap, Cap chiming in with the car X uh, read is like me running a 40. It just takes too long. <laughs> you could drive a, a pace bus through that thing. Yeah, exactly. Holy like if smokes. If you're on a time commitment, you're in trouble. That's it. <laughs> I never know when he's going to finish, you know, like, throw it to me. He'll when go. I never, Cap, I never knew when I was going to finish the 40 either. Right. He'll give me the uh, brought to you by. <laughs> Well, yeah. you know he's do. You've obviously you guys have worked long enough together, long enough. You know he's doing it for a reason, buddy. Yep, he's testing you. He I makes me laugh. No, I'm just an old grizzled broadcaster. It takes me a while now, Tom, to yeah, get the words out. True, Jonathan. So, so <laughs> that's Tommy, it. pitchers and catchers report today. Yeah, your quest to be middle of the pack in the worst division in the National Whoa. League begins. Oh. This guy here to my now. Oh, by the way, but this is the perfect time, Tommy. This guy in December, when I'm saying, "Hey, you guys going to pick up anybody?" Is it pitchers and catchers report? Is it February 14th yet? Yes, exactly. I asked exactly. him in January. Say, "Hey, you guys going to do anything?" Hey, is it opening day yet? Yeah. Is it February 14th yet? Well, now it's pitchers and catchers report, and you got Mastroboni at third. Congratulations! You talk about somebody moving Nothing. the goalposts. I like have not it. ever moved the goalposts. That's I a lie. To, I That's said to lie. you, no, no, no. You said, "Hey, is it February 14th?" No, I, I said, "Is it opening you told me. day?" No, February 14th. I said opening day. You said February 14th, and guess what? Nothing. A big zero. Cap, what'd you get, Nikki? Two strikes for Valentine's Day. Oh! <laughs> Got him a master bowling. Let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you well something. Well <laughs> if, Seriously. If we break camp end of March and this is the outfit I'm running out there and there's no Bellinger or any of it, I'm taking a flamethrower to 1060 West Addison. Now, this is how this is going to go, Tommy. Not literally, because you can get arrested for even making that comment. <laughs> so not, just, I don't own a flame. I'm talking okay, about yeah. a verbal, verbal flamethrower. Try to help you. Tommy, this is how it works, right? We're going to yeah. be like an old crow smokehouse or something like that. Yeah. And he's going to see Master Boney over at third, and he's going to piecemeal this team together, yeah. this average ball club that's put together. Yeah. And I'm just going to sit to the side for about a good hour and a half and not say anything. That's, yeah. that's what I'm going to do. Because uh, this, I'm this going guy to tell Jed. I talked to Jed. Yeah. I said, if you break camp and I look over there and we don't have any anything else added, would you say I'm going to break into your house? I or said something? I'm going <laughs> scorched earth on you. He goes, fair enough. Yeah. That's all I need to know. Yeah, Tommy, when we, I know that you've been watching what we've been watching while we're doing the show. We look over the shoulders of the TVs, yeah. and it's it's uh, it's Bears. Bears are in the A block at the beginning. Oh, uh, there's Super Bowl conversation and Super Bowl remnant, but there's still Bears talk. I will not ask you. We've talked so much about the quarterback. But at nine, do you have a preference of what the Bears should do also in that first round? That's a, you know what? 
That that that's thank you, Jonathan. So we can move away from the quarterback. I hate you. You hate me. We all hate each other. Mm-hmm. Conversation that exists now. Ooh, Bears Kevin Nation, Warren which, said something nice. Must mean Justin's getting a new contract. Like, yeah, like for a group, for a fan base that has you know collectively, we have walked arm in arm through the desert, the quarterback desert, and the amount of vitriol and animosity it's a that joke. exists between the two camps. And my God, I think there's one camp, and that's hey, let's let's you know support Ryan. Whatever Polizer. the best thing is for the Bears. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Anyway, at nine, Jonathan, <clears throat> I would. Fine. I know. Gosh, I knew it was going to happen, too. Right as I started to start that, I was like, I'm going to get fined. Um, I think you can go a number of ways. Like, you get me one of these these talented receivers, the kid from Washington. Rome Adunze. I saw uh, Field Yates' uh, mock draft. I think he had the pa- a pass rusher. Yeah, a um, kid who retired in 2019 because he has yeah, a neck injury. A neck injury yeah. and then transferred and they cleared him. I don't he want was him. At, Hold on a second. Cap, I'm going to need you to stay out of the, his answer. We need a nice, clean sound bite. So keep your beak out of it just for a moment, for God's sakes. Yes, sir. I think, I think he, he was at the Senior Bowl, so I think they got to look at him. And I, I know he has, he's had a, a, a fantastic run since being you know, diagnosed with that issue. I think there's a kid from Alabama as well. Look, I'm not a college football expert, but Jonathan, I think that there's – They've got enough holes that at nine you can find somebody that you can pencil in as a starter from day one. So um, I would love to see them, you know, use the pick on the the receiver from Washington, Roman uh, Adunze, if he's available. I think the kid from LSU is really good. Um, an offensive tackle, I obviously am one that believes I'm not an offensive line expert, but I think you can upgrade at left tackle and maybe use. Braxton Jones is a swing tackle. I think they value him more than I do, and their decision is going to supersede anything I say. So um, I think there's a number of places you can go, and you can find somebody that can be a real impact player in, in, in 2024. But, I, you know, I'm kind of hooked on one of these wide receivers if they're available. Would you trade up from 9 to, oh, I don't know, wherever you have to get to, 6, 5, wherever it is, to get Malik Neighbors or Roma Dunze if your intel tells you they're not going to be here and what would the price be to go up or is there a scenario, Tommy, where you could say, all right, New England, we'll trade you Justin Fields and number nine, you give us three. Um, I'd have to look at the whole... I'm not inclined to trade up. Like I, I have as much appreciation for Marvin Harrison Jr. as anybody. But I'm not one that believes I have to trade away assets to go get him. And that's not to suggest I don't think he's going to be a great player. He may be a Hall of Fame player. But as we've seen at that position over the course of the last several decades, you can find guys now more than ever that can be difference makers. Stephon Diggs, Justin Jefferson was drafted in the 20s. You know, Devontae Adams, who I think is one of the best route runners I've ever seen in modern time. Puka Nakua was a fifth rounder, right? Mm -hmm. Cooper Cup was a third rounder. Like, I don't think you need to do that to go get to Marvin. If if you've got the pick at that spot and you don't have to give up anything for it and you have a need, then then you draft him. But I I wouldn't go pursue him and give up any other draft capital because how about this, Cap? If I don't have to trade anything away, maybe I come away with Roman Dunze and a pass rusher or Roman Dunze and a starting left tackle or 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 somebody else that 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 can step in and, and instead of getting one guy at wide receiver I get a really good receiver and another good player 
So I would not be inclined to give up any draft capital to go up and get Marvin Harrison Jr. Cap, I remember I told you, Tommy asked me like three years ago about Brock Powers, and he asked me, he goes, can we get him now? I said, Tommy's a freshman. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted him so bad. Like, he's right a there. fantastic player. And I know <laughs> he is. I know how people feel about uh, don't go get the tight end. I look at tight ends and receivers kind of in the same way. If, if I've got two really good tight ends and a special receiver, I'm, I'm cool with that. Or if I got a really good tight end, but look, I want two out of the three of my top three weapons to be difference makers. So if you've got a tight end, if you've got Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill, I don't care who the other guy is, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, or if, you get, if, you, if you've got uh, Jamar Chase and who's the other kid from Clemson that's going to be a free agent, uh, come on, help me, help me. Who's the kid who's a free agent? T, uh, T. Higgins? T. Higgins. Yeah. I got those two guys, and I'm really not worried much about my tights. You know what I'm saying? So, like, two out of my three weapons, for me, from my perspective, I need to be really, really, really confident in. So, I'm, if there's a tight end that, that can do that, then then I'm not adverse to, to making that pick. I, I think Kyle Pitts, I heard you guys talking about him earlier. I loved him coming out. I think the knee injury it may have slowed him a little bit this year, but so does the quarterback play in that town. You know, we always talk about Justin's been negatively played by the weapons around him. As a wide receiver, your, your output and the way you play is directly related to the guy throwing you the ball as well. So it works the other way as well. All right, we'll have more with the great Tom Waddle when we continue. Cap J. Hood, ESPN 1000. Bet. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Cap and J. Hood are back on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's Home for Sports. It's a Waddle Wednesday. On the Cap'n J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Tommy, we were talking the other day after the Super Bowl about Patrick Mahomes, but not in the same conversation that many have as far as where do you place Mahomes amongst the best quarterbacks you've seen? Is he the best? Yes, maybe, no. It's not. It wasn't that topic. We were trying to expand the topic of a 28-year-old that's been able to surpass some of the all-time greats at this point in his career. So I would ask you about Mahomes as an athlete. We're talking about Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan. We're talking about all-time great ball players like, you know, you know, like DiMaggio and others where he's got all these accolades before he's even 30. So where is he in that lexicon? Oh, he's at the top. I mean, based on what he's accomplished this early in his career. I mean, six years he's been a starter. Remember, too, like his first year as a total starter – he threw 50 touchdown passes and over 5,000 yards. As this, you know, it was his second year, but he was basically a rookie in terms of, of experience. He's just been remarkable. And I think what makes him, I mean, all of the physical skills are there. The football IQ is high, but he's never, you know, rests on his laurels, so to speak. He's never satisfied. Some people, when they reach the top of the mountain, they kind of, they tap the brakes. And, and you've, everything you've seen him do and hear him say tells you that he ain't done and he he doesn't want to stop trying to get better i don't know if you guys saw the netflix quarterback show mm-hmm. oh yeah like he has got so awesome. much he's got so much distraction around him whether it's his father or it's his brother or whatever's going around for him to be able to focus on the job at hand and being a better player every day the amount of work that he put in you know in the classroom and to get his body right and he's just you know like I admire what he's done for so many reasons, and he just works so hard at it. Sometimes, like, look, go back in time with Walter, 
with Jerry Rice. And, and you, the list goes on and on. You go from sport to sport. The greatest of all time were also the hardest workers. And I think that Patrick is, again, you know, he's Tom Brady is by far the most accomplished quarterback we've ever seen. Tom Brady couldn't do some of the stuff that Patrick does. So, like, I'm, I'm thrilled to, to sit and watch what the next chapter is or what the continuing chapters are. Because I don't think this kid's ever going to get satisfied with where he's at. In terms of looking at the Bears' offensive line, break it down for me. I know Darnell Wright's locked in at right tackle. Other And Tevin will play one of the guard spots. He's got to prove to me he can stay on the field before he gets a big extension. Of the other three spots, you've convinced that Braxton, Nate Davis are going to be there, or would you upgrade? Obviously, they will at center. Well, I'm convinced that Nate Davis is going to be there because you've made an investment in him. And I, think I mean, that, as a starter. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, you, listen, you can't pay a guy, what was it, $13 million to sit on the bench? And I thought there were times last year. Look, look, I don't know all the details as to what was going on with Nate, especially early in the year and all kinds of other things. When he was on the field, I saw more good than bad. He wasn't elite. He didn't play at a Pro Bowl level. But I think there's a ton of talent there. And maybe in year two of this deal, he, you see him be more consistently good. Obviously, you got to clean up center. I mean, like you talk to guys. Olin would tell you. Whoever's played the position, Jay Hilgenberger would tell you, you know, how important it is to have that relationship with the quarterback. The quarterback's got to trust you. And a lot of instances, too, especially for young quarterbacks, the best thing that a guy like Justin or Caleb Williams or Drake Mayer, anyone can have is a center that you can trust. Like I'm, My assumption is Olin set all the protections. And my assumption is, is that Jay set all the protections. If you've got a situation that's in flux and your quarterback, a young quarterback, has to worry about that as well as where the blitz is coming from and who's hot and everything else, it makes their jobs a lot harder. So I would say finding a center that you can trust and somebody that not only can play the position well, but kind of can be the quarterback of the offensive line is right up there in terms of, of importance. And, and look, I, I mean, do you want to live with Braxton Jones? You've, I've seen worse, but I think if you're – it's the old adage, guys, if you can improve at every position, aren't you trying to do it? Trying to get Absolutely. better. 100%. Wish the Bears would have done that with a head coach, but that's just me here on the hey, home Jonathan, of the Bears. The, you know, it's so, that's the conversation we've all had now for several weeks. Like, it is what it is. We all support Matt Eberflus. Sure. But if you're going to upgrade corner and you're going to upgrade quarterback and you're going to upgrade center, then you should be looking to upgrade all aspects of your organization. Tommy, we're going to see three Bears going into the Hall of Fame, and we're adding Julius Peppers as if, you know, Wade Boggs with the Tampa Bay Devil Rays hat going into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> so Peppers is one of ours as well. So narrow it down to just one, guys. We know this is four or five uh, considerations. One Bear, the next Bear will be... Ooh, the next Bear going in. I'll give you I some choices. I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you um, Charles Tillman, I'll give you Jay Hilgenberg, Olin, Lance Briggs. Give me one. Those the next one. Good choices. Those um, are great choices. Man. I'm going. I, I, I'm so going I can only get spot. one. Yeah, just one. The next because it's going to be one. I'm going Olin. I. I'm going Jay. I mean, I, I'm I'm partial. I played with Jay. Jay's went, went to like nine Pro Bowls. Was was the center you know focus of that offensive line, especially when 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 Jimbo got hurt. Um. It doesn't see this is what I always say, guys. This is not a vote against Olin or Peanut or Lance. This is a vote for Jay Hilgenberg. Mm-hmm. But I think ultimately Peanut gets in. Like I, it, 
Go look at Peanut's stats with regard to not just like interceptions, touchdowns, but forced fumbles. Like he's got more forced fumbles than pretty much anybody who ever played this game, and he played cornerback. The Olin deserves to be in, and and you know what, Lance, Lance, I think is going to probably be. This is what would hold Lance back, who was a great player. He did. He played outside linebacker in a system where he didn't rush a passer. If you play outside linebacker, you got to get to the quarterback for the the Hall of Fame people to actually recognize you for the sure. most part. You know what I'm saying? Like Lawrence Taylor is an outside linebacker, right? Well, Lawrence, you know, greatest defensive player of all time, but was sacking quarterbacks. The fact that he wasn't a quarterback sacker will be held against him. Probably also the fact that he played next to Bryant, and it's not valid, you know, reasons. I think that's what kept Steve out. Steve deserved to go in. Mongo deserved to go in a long time ago. Do you realize when Mongo retired, there was nobody in the National Football League that played the defensive tackle position that had more sacks than he did in the history of the game? Mm. John Randall has more. John Randall was still playing. Warren Sapp has more. Warren Sapp was still playing. When Steve retired, I believe Steve led the entire National Football League, the history of the sport with sacks from the defensive tackle position. He's third or fourth now, I think, because Aaron Donald has eclipsed the 100 mark, but he's still an active player. Steve deserved to go in a long time ago, but the point I'm making is, is I think Steve was held out. It's kind of like Ron Santo, Cap. Yeah. He was held out. Well, yeah. It wasn't because there were... Because Dent was in and McM- or, uh, Hampton was in and, and Singletary was in. We can't put a fourth guy... Well, the Cubs defense. didn't even make the playoffs. At least that Bears right. team won. Yeah. And you already had Ernie, Billy, and Fergie in. Everyone's yeah. like, four Hall of Famers? You didn't even make the postseason? So I think it's unfair <laughs> because you're either a Hall of Famer or you're not a Hall of Famer. Steve McMichael was a Hall of Famer the moment he was eligible. And it's a shame it, it has taken so long, but justice has been served, and he will take his rightful spot in Canton this summer, and I couldn't be more yep. thrilled. And as we let you go, NBC Sports Philly ranked the 10 greatest centers of all time. They have Jason Kelsey as one of them, along with Olin Krutz. So that's yeah. why I can't argue. Can't hey, man, argue have a great rest of your day. Thanks, guys.